Good afternoon, wonderful folks. Welcome back to the Iron Crypto Man podcast show. It is your host, Pat. And if you're new to the channel or if you're a new investor, feel free to click the referral link under the description of this episode, where if you sign up today with Webull and deposit just $10, you can receive up to 15 free fractional shares. So definitely take advantage of this opportunity, folks, if you don't already have a stock trading platform. And with that being said, in today's episode, we're going to be going over live stock market prices, and we'll also be discussing what caused the stock market crash of 1929. So if you have your notepads out, pens out, you already know what time it is. Let's prepare to educate ourselves. So first up, we have the S&P 500, right? That stands for the Standard & Poor 500, right? It is the top 500 companies in the United States of America, and we are currently trading at 3000 $758.89. It is down today by $31.04. Next, we have the Dow Jones currently trading at $30,094.11. It is down today by $90. Next, we have the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is currently trading at $11,043.98. It is also down in the red, folks, by $176.21. Next, we have our commodities. We have crude oil currently trading at $83.15. It is up in the green by $0.21. Next, we have gold. Gold is currently trading at $1,677.80. It is up in the green as well by $2.10. And last but not least, we have silver. Silver is currently trading at $19.58. It is up by $0.10. And... Yeah, that's all I have for the stock market. So overall, uh, I'm definitely seeing, um, you know, a lot of red in the stock market, right? You know, we have to remind ourselves that Jerome Powell, you know, he did just hike up interest rates by 75 points, right? So that's going to pretty much make it more expensive for us to borrow money. So usually when interest rates are higher, you usually see a lot of sell off in the market. So when people are panic selling, this is the time as an intelligent investor like yourself, this is the time to be doing your dollar cost averaging, getting these stocks at the lowest price possible so we can prepare ourselves for the next bull cycle. All right. And with that being said, folks, let me go ahead and get into my article of the day. So what caused the stock market crash of 1929? The decade known as the Roaring Twenties was a period of exuberant economic and social growth within the United States. <clears throat> However, the era came to a dramatic and abrupt end in October 1929 when the stock market crashed, paving the way into America's Great Depression of the 1930s. In the years to follow, economic upheaval ensued as the United States economy shrank by more than 36% from 1929 to 1933 as measured by gross domestic product. Many U.S. banks fell, leading to a loss of savings for their customers while the unemployment rate surged to over 25% as workers lost their jobs. So folks, can you all imagine having, let's say, $10,000 in your savings account, right? You know, during this time period in the 1930s, you know, we have a crash happen, right? The stock markets are going down. You want to go to the bank, take your money out and, you know, uh, you know, have some funds for your family just to find out that, oh, I'm sorry, 
we're not going to be able to give you your money back and we're going to be shutting down the bank. So just imagine what those folks had to deal with back then. All right. So what is an economic depression? All right. Black Thursday. The crash began on October 24th, 1929, known as Black Thursday. When the market opened 11% lower than the previous day's close, institutions and financiers stepped back with bids above the market price to stem the panic and the losses on the days that were most modest, with stocks bouncing back over the next two days. However, the bounce was short-lived since the following Monday, now known as Black Monday. The market measured by the Dow Jones Industrial average closed down by 13%. The next day, Black Tuesday, the Dow, which contained some of the largest companies in the U.S., fell another 12%. Okay, so as a reminder, when a stock falls about, you know, anywhere from zero to, let's say, uh, 29%, that is technically considered a correction. Now, if a stock has fell below 30%, that is... Uh, technically defined as a crash. So, before the crash, which wiped out both corporate and individual wealth, the stock market peaked on September 3rd, 1929, with the Dow at $381.17. Okay, so as a reminder, right now the Dow is trading at $30,094, and this is in 2022 right now. So, Back then, by you know, uh, nineteen in the nineteen fifties, the Dow was trading at three hundred eighty-one dollars. So, you can do the math there. Unless you say you actually invested back then, like let's say your grandparents, and you know they wanted to, you know, pass on those stocks to uh, you know someone in their family. That individual would be a very wealthy person right now. So. Before the crash, a period of phenomenal growth. In the first half of the 1920s, companies experimented a great deal of success in exporting to Europe, okay, which was rebuilding from World War I. Unemployment was low and automobiles spread across the country, creating jobs and efficiencies for the economy. Until the peak in 1929, stock prices went up by nearly 10 times. In the 1920s, investing to the stock market became somewhat of a national pastime for those who could afford it, and even those who could not. The latter borrowed from stockbrokers uh, brokers to finance their investments. The economic growth created an environment in which speculating in stocks became almost a hobby, with the general population wanting a piece of that market. So can you guys just imagine trying to invest into the market back then with no technology, no internet, no cell phone, no nothing, okay? These guys were getting all of their information and news directly from the newspaper. So, I mean, come on, folks. We got to take advantage of this, you know, time period we're living in. We're living in the time period of, of information. This is known as the age of information, right? This is the Aquarian season, right, for the next... <clears throat> I want to say the next 48 months is going to be the Aquarius season. So there is literally no excuse not to be invested into the market. There's too much free information out there. Everybody has access to information. So if folks are doing it back in the 20s, there's no excuse why we can't do the same right now with all this technological advancement. So 
Overproduction and oversupply in markets. People were not buying stocks on fundamentals. They were buying in anticipations of rising share prices. Rising share prices brought more people into the markets, convinced that it was easy money. In the mid-1929, the economy stumbled due to excess production in many industries, creating an oversupply. Essentially, companies could acquire money cheaply due to high share prices and invest in their own production with their requisite optimism. This overproduction eventually led to oversupply in many areas of the market, such as farm crops, steel, and iron. Companies were forced to dump their products as a loss, and share price begins to falter. Global trade and tariffs. With Europe recovering from the Great War and production increasing, the oversupply of agricultural goods meant American farmers lost a key market to sell their goods. The result was a series of legislative measures by the United States Congress to, to increase tariffs on imports from Europe. However, the tariffs expanded beyond agricultural goods, and many nations also added tariffs to their imports from the United States and other countries. The overproduction, oversupply, and higher prices due to tariffs had devastating consequences for international trade. From 1929 to 1934, Global trade plummeted by 66%. All right, access debt. Margin trading can lead to significant gains in bull markets or rising markets. Since the borrowed funds allows investors to buy more stock than they could otherwise afford by using only cash. As a result, when stock prices rise, the gains are magnified by the leverage or borrowed funds. However, when markets are failing, the losses in the stock positions are also magnified. If a portfolio loses value too rapidly, the broker will issue a margin call, which is a notice to deposit more money to cover the, the decline in the portfolio's value. If the funds are not deposited, the broker is forced to liquidate the portfolio. When the market crashed in 1929, banks issued margin calls. Due to the massive number of shares brought on margin by the general public and the lack of cash on the sidelines, entire portfolios were liquidated. As a result, the stock market spiraled downwards. Many investors were wiped out and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which guaranteed depositors funds, didn't exist back then. So pretty much like what's going on with cryptocurrency, right? Uh, the blockchain is not backed by the feds or the government, okay? There's no regulation uh, with cryptocurrency right now. So let's just say, you know, uh, we were in a recession and let's just say Bitcoin completely collapsed down to, you know, $1, right? If you've been investing in the Bitcoin, unfortunately, um, I'm sorry to say this, but if it were to crash down to $1, you're not going to get that money back. So just imagine back then, you know, in the uh, the 20s, right? They didn't have the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation even for, um, you know, the stock market, which, you know, we have now. But back then, there was no insurance on these stocks. So, you know, if your portfolios got liquidated, then you're kind of, you know, um, SOL, right? So definitely, um, you know, be appreciative of the times we're living in right now, folks, because it was a lot worse back then. All right, so the aftermath of the crash. The stock market crash and the ensuring Great Depression from 1929 
1939 directly impacted nearly every segment of society and altered an entire generation's perspective and relationship to the financial markets. In a sense, the time frame after the market crash was a total reversal of the attitude of the Roaring Twenties, which had been a time of great optimism, high consumer spending, and economic growth. Hmm, doesn't that sound a little similar to the beginning of the pandemic when um, stimulus checks were released, right? You know, there was a lot of great optimism in the air. You know, it was consumer spending at an all-time high, and the economy was slightly growing at the time. So just something to think about, right? Um, you know, I'm not saying that we can potentially have the same uh, crash like we did uh, back in the 20s, but, you know, um, we're not done in the market quite yet as far as the market going down, all right? We still have like two to three more Fed meetings, right? And, you know, I don't think Joan Powell or Joan, Jerome Powell is going to fold anytime soon with these inflation numbers. So definitely uh, take that into perspective. Right. So, OK, uh, we went over the stock market. Right. Uh, we pretty much talked about everything that's down in the red today, with the exception of our commodities. Right. Uh, crude oil, gold and silver is up in the green. The S&P 500 is down to about $3,750, and the Dow is down by about $110, right? We also discussed the stock market crash of 1929, right? We discussed the Black Thursday. We talked about before the crash, over overproduction and oversupply, global trade and tariffs, excess debt, and the aftermath of the crash, all right. And last but not least, folks, we're going to be going over my stock pick of the day, which is going to be Nike. OK, that ticker is N.K.E. All right. I'm pretty sure you all are already familiar with Nike, right? Um, Nike is currently trading at ninety eight dollars. OK, uh, I'm very familiar and I'm very aware with the stock, uh, with the um, shoe market. Right. I'm a sneakerhead myself. And I did notice that there was actually a retro one that released today. OK, it was a um, high top retro one and it was the denim colorway and it was for women. And, they, you know, they're a very nice looking shoe. Right. And um, I was looking at the price. Right. And the price retail was one hundred and eighty dollars. Now, take for granted, if you were to pick up that shoe, right, you can obviously, you know, resell and get your money back times two. But it's just like, why go through all that trouble when you can just own stocks, right? You can own a Nike stock, right? You can buy it at a low price right now, which is under $100, right? I mean, the average Joe is spending like $200 on a pair of Nikes. You can actually get two pair of Nike stocks for that same pair of shoes that you wanted to get at Foot Locker. Okay, so, you know, just a change of perspective there for you guys, right? And um, if you guys don't have Nike on your watch list, once again, that ticker is going to be NKE. So definitely check that out. And uh, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you all were able to learn some pretty nice history about the 1929 uh, stock market crash, also known as the Great Depression. And um, I'll hear from you guys next week. Peace.